Right, butter free, butter free, butter free. Um, again, I feel like everybody's had a butter free. Have you had a butter yeah. free? Yeah, yeah. They're, 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 I think butter free is a really, really good early game Pokemon to have. Like, the Caterpie is easy to catch and evolve. Uh, you learn a lot about how Pokemon evolution works because it happens very quickly. Um, and so you understand from evolving your Caterpie into a Butterfree what to expect from the rest of your Pokemon adventure, from the rest of your Pokemon team building. Um, I think Butterfree is quite a well-rounded Pokemon. Like, um, obviously it only starts off with, like, Tackle and Stringshot and Harden, but as soon as it evolves, it immediately gets Gust. So, I mean, at this point, you've probably got, like, a Pidgey or a Spear or maybe even both on your team, so you don't really need another uh, flying-type move. But, like, if you want a flying-type that has a bit more versatility to it than a Spearow or a Pidgey, um, like, a Butterfree is a, is a fair shout, especially at this early stage of the game where you don't have um, options necessarily for flying-types that have a lot else going on. Um I like, you know, it can learn all all the status moves and you can build a really solid team around some of those status moves. And again, I think it learns some quite powerful moves for the stage of the game you're likely to get it. Like, it can learn Confusion and it can learn Psybeam a bit later on, I think. Um, and then it has, you know, some more Bug-type moves and some more Flying-type moves. And I think those... That kind of move pool is quite rare at the stage of the game um, where you typically get a Butterfree. Like, you can have a Butterfree before you're out of Viridian Forest. And then you've got moves that otherwise you would have to wait quite late in the game to get a Pokemon that can learn them. Um, so I think if you know how to use your Butterfree, um, it could be a really solid addition like, I probably wouldn't keep it as far as the Elite Four, but it's a solid addition to the start of the game, for sure. Mm. Um, it can be really valuable, and it can also, like, teach you a lot about thinking strategically about what moves you use and how. Yeah, I feel like, yeah. especially when you're a kid, especially in the early bit of the game, it's easy to fall into the trap of the most powerful damage-dealing moves. If they got stabbed, great. And that's, that's it. Yeah. But because yeah. Butterfree has quite again a varied diverse move pool um of lots of different types and lots of different um styles of battle it it is one of those early game pokemon that triggers you to think a bit more about how you're going to use pokemon within a team mm -hmm. and how you're going to use um pokemon in different ways yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think, oh, yeah, Butterfree, good Pokemon to have. Mm. I say that like I don't dump every Butterfree ever gets straight into PC. But, you know, if I was playing like Red and Blue for the first time again, if like it wiped my memory and I was playing it again for the first time, like I might try harder to keep a Butterfree. I might get a bit more creative with it. Mm. Yeah. Or maybe I I'll like play Let's Go Eevee with a Butterfree or something. I think that yeah, as you as you kind of revisit the games and you um, and you get an idea of of um, that you know you don't necessarily all just want um, just attacking moves on your on your Pokemon. Um, yeah, I think yeah, it is good to be able to kind of 
see see what else is about. Like, I I personally, um, most playthroughs, I'll have a Pokemon that can put uh, that can put a Pokemon to sleep. Um, yeah, because I like it for uh, for trying to get um, for trying to get uh, what's it called? Try to like capture capture legendaries like later on or things that are mm. like, a little bit more difficult to capture uh i also like um i also like poison type moves like poison's like one of my favorite um uh types um again one of one of the reasons why i've got gloom as one of our like semi mascots is um that i do really like poison type um so the fact it can get uh, poison powder and sleep powder um i'm not as keen on paralysis i find um, yeah. Yeah, I don't like how the kind of hit and miss kind of element of it. And I'm not that bothered, I don't know about you, about like that like I've got to have my move go first. Yeah. I I agree. I think um I think paralysis can be kind of a naff one. I don't I don't it's one of those ones that it's probably just my biased memory. But it's it's like when my Pokemon are paralyzed, they just don't do shit for five turns. Mm. When the opponent's Pokemon are paralyzed, they manage to like power through and do it anyway. And it's like, oh, like the game is rigged. <laughs> um, I mean, it's like I remember back when I was a kid. I used to. I'm just looking now about whether or not it can lead. I think can it learn confuse Ray um, or confusion. Um, yeah, it learns confusion pretty early on, and then later on, um, uh, Psybeam or its psychic type move that it learns by leveling up. And I think like it learns some pretty good moves by leveling up. But I think it's best, like obviously, like it's it it stops learning moves quite early on, which again is fair because it's from a line of Pokemon that grow early and evolve early. Hmm. So yeah, it gets confusion pretty early. Then it gets like the powders. Then at level 16, it gets Psybeam, which is like quite a young level for a relatively powerful move. Um, and the last move it learns from leveling up is at level 44. Um, so that's that's a really low level to be like done learning. Mm. Um, but it can get some really, really top tier moves um, by TM. Yeah. So I think that is really interesting. And I think, like, I think the issue with Butterfree um, is that if you're not using TMs, it it's more powerful moves are, like, don't have stab. Yeah. It only learns Gust, Air Slash, and Tailwind that are flying type. And it's like... They're not amazing and well, you know, whirlwind's normal type. Why is whirlwind normal type? Gusts, air slash, and tailwind are flying type moves, and like that's not a lot of for its like secondary typing. Um, but I think yeah, it's what it is one of those Pokemon that you have to be prepared to yeah use TMs on. Otherwise, you just you're not gonna have the best options um, because it can learn some some cool moves, yeah. uh, especially if you can get those those solid TMs to give it a bit of a boost. Yeah, 
Well, I I remember um, when I was a kid, the the thing that used to wind me up the most was, um, and I'm about to say this, and, and you might be like, no, you've misremembered that. Um, I remember confusion, like, really, like, winding me up as a child. Uh, like, you saying that about, um, you know, like, um, when your Pokemon's paralysed, it won't be able to move for five turns versus theirs, which it'll be like, oh, it just struggles through. Oh, well, well done you, right? <laughs> but, like, I seem to recall that when, when the Pokemon was, like, was like confused as a kid, if it hurt itself in its confusion, I seem to recall being so wound up that I would be, like, like, like squeezing my Game Boy so hard that potentially <laughs> it, could have, it could have broke, like... Like it used to wind. Like when I was a kid, I was. Uh, I'm quite chilled out now. But like as a kid, uh, I I used to, I used to like throw my controllers at the wall and stuff like that. And oh my gosh! Yeah, I've, I remember. Right, I bought myself a new PS2 controller, and within like a couple of days, I'd like broke it. I was like, I was so wound up, right? And I seem to recall like my Pokemon being confused. Like used to really wind me up. Um, and so for it to have confusion um i think is probably actually quite uh like quite a useful thing to have even though i feel like for me whenever i use i probably got rid of it because i felt like their pokemon never got conf- like never hurt themselves in its confusion but mine always did yeah yeah that is entirely relatable um and also and especially because i feel like I feel like that's a that was a uh, an issue that really wound me up uh, when you were fighting Zubats, yeah. and I always yeah. felt like when I was fighting a Zubat, it was torture, and those Zubats were just so irritating. When I tried to use a Zubat, my Zubat just didn't do shit. And I'm like, like then I learned how to use a Zubat, and that's how I ended up with this little buddy. Oh, did but you know, did you know that uh, it recently topped a fan poll for uh, favorite Pokemon Crobat? Ah, yeah. very cool. Mm. So you are not <laughs> alone. Um, but uh, but yeah, I do. I was, I, was, I remember right because um, I was an only child. So I used to speak to myself a lot. Speak to myself. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I seem to recall, like, if my my Pokemon got hit and it had, um, if it was like Crobat has hit your has hit your Gloom, it uh, the attack was super effective. I seem to recall saying a lot as a child to the Game Boy. Well, of course it was super effective. Of course it was. <laughs> like, <laughs> why wouldn't it be? <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love the mental image of like sassy little Tom getting annoyed at his oh. own Game Boy. Well, I've got a potentially more more pathetic one, which was I remember going um, again. Like I'd get so angry if my Pokemon got got confused. It hurt itself in its confusion, and I and I remember as a child if. When it would pop up, your Pokemon hurt itself in its confusion. I would, as a child, go, it hurt itself in its confusion. It hurt itself in its confusion. It hurt itself in its confusion. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. <laughs> Are you? <laughs> uh, 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 right, 
Oh, I'll tell you something that I think is also worth pointing out about. Um, so, I mean, we, we mentioned it a little bit in the break, right? I think that Beedrill is sometimes considered, like, the cooler of the two. And I think, you know, because it's got all the all the stabbing needles and it is a bee and it's a bit more aggressive mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So I was actually surprised that um, they gave Butterfree a Gigantamax form. Yeah. Well, no, I, I'm not surprised they gave Butterfree a Gigantamax form because, like, Butterfree being on Ash's team meant that it kind of there's more of a nostalgia element to it i feel like it's ash's team pokemon that gets it like beedrill's pretty prevalent in the show you see some like very powerful beedrill in like other people's teams and in the wild obviously and it's like a core feature of the like the metapod episode and then it's just a lingering threat every time they're in a forest yeah um but i think there is definitely more of a story with Butterfree, more of a character with Butterfree, like Butterfree and Ash go on a big long journey together like Butterfree it, you know, battles Misty Staryu mm. and is sick at it uh, Butterfree is in like a number of like key episodes like it, it's you know, one of Ash's original team and you know, it's, it's in uh it, there's the episode where, like, he is showing off how powerful and brilliant his Butterfree is, and like someone else wants it and offers to trade it for his Raticate, and like Ash desperately regrets it because he misses his Butterfree and like insists on trading back, mm. um, which I think was quite an emotional episode, to the point that like I didn't want to trade my Pokemon in game because I saw that episode thinking oh is my my pokemon going to be upset the same way that ash's butterfree is um and <laughs> i think i think it does kind of undermine the idea that you are supposed to trade pokemon a little bit that episode but like oh well mm. i don't care that much it's cute um and i think again it leans into that whole idea that like Ash's priority, as well as being good at battling and good at strategizing and all this other stuff that he wants, his priority is having those positive, fulfilling relationships with his team. And I think that's very cute. Yes. Um, and then obviously you've got the you know, the ep- the first Pokemon episode that makes you cry. Uh which to be fair. I don't think should have been called Bye Bye Butterfree. I think it definitely gives the the, the finale away yeah. Um, yeah. in the title. But I think it's, you know, it's very sweet. Like, the way everyone has Butterfree's back when it falls for that pink Butterfree. Mm. Um, I think you see their, like, mating ritual dance, which is... Like again, a nice glimpse into like what they're like in the wild and mm. and how these Pokemon exist outside of having trainers. Yeah, and um, I think that's that's a nice like interesting glimpse into I guess like the Pokemon world's natural environment. Yeah, and then obviously like when Ash finally says goodbye because he knows that that's what Butterfree wants and what it'll be best is for it to be allowed to spread its wings, live its best life, 
go have a bunch of little caterpies that are going to get eaten by pidgeys. Yeah. Well. Um. Well. Yeah. Then... It's, it, it's sad. It's it's cute and it's you know yeah. it's bittersweet because you know it's for the best, but you don't you don't want to say goodbye and it's mm. it's again one of those what Ash wants is what's best for his Pokemon, even if that means he has to let them go. Mm. Well, hopefully, um, hopefully there'll be more of these heartbreaking moments although I get the feeling that as we move beyond Kanto there will be less yeah um, well something that Quite I wanted possibly. to show was um, uh, so I spotted this when I looked at Gigantamax Butterfree which I didn't know was a form um, and I'm guessing so I'm just going to put it, put it on that um, Gigantamax Butterfree is based on uh, Mothra from um okay from the godzilla universe um that's pretty cool yeah so i do i think it although looks... like there are moth pokemon it could have been based on mm. well that's going to bring me on to my next my next point which we referenced very briefly well not very briefly in the uh in the blastoise episode that uh there's a theory that um that's venomoth and Butterfree were swapped. Yes. I think there is... Uh, I think this has legs, uh, this argument, because there are... Um, so, I mean, like, Butterfree and Venonat have the same eyes, uh, whereas Caterpie and Metapod don't have the mm. same... Uh, sort of visual synergy with Butterfree. Mm. Um, and I think, like, the way that Venomoth is quite angular compared to Butterfree, like, mm. Butterfree's sort of, you know, round and fat. Um, I think Venomoth's, like, big round eyes yeah. match Caterpie's eyes a bit more. Yeah. And then it's sort of like, pointier body matches a uh, metapod's pointy body yeah more yeah. than uh um butterfree does and i feel like it yeah i think it definitely uh definitely looks like there could be could have been like a last minute switch over yeah but well, it's not so incongruous now that i care I think it's more of just like a fun, like behind the scenes possibility. Yeah, yeah. Like it wouldn't surprise me if um, if they went okay. So this is probably going to be the first fully evolved Pokemon that we get, and um, mm -hmm. Venomoth. Well, what became Venomoth probably isn't quite. Uh, might feel like a little bit anticlimactic. Yeah, I. I guess. Um, I feel like it might have been... This is just like a, a theory in my head. It is not something I have any evidence for. I feel like it could be another um, anime-related reason. The way that like Pikachu was picked as a starter so that um, the, you know, the, the kids who chose their starter when Pikachu wasn't an option uh it wouldn't feel left out if ash picked a different one 
Um, I, and also, I feel like Venomoth is creepier than Butterfree. It looks more like a creepy bug rather than a cute mm -hmm. butterfly. And I think knowing they had quite a young target audience for the anime, Caterpie is the easiest Pokemon to catch. Ash's first catch makes sense for it to be Caterpie. And then if that evolves into a creepy bug Pokemon, that might scare some children. Mm. Just because there are creepy bug Pokemon around, the same way there are creepy ghost Pokemon around, isn't a bad thing. But I think if it's going to be in a lot of episodes, if it's going to be on Ash's main team coming out and battling quite frequently, mm. I think it makes more sense for it to be the cute butterfly Pokemon. Um, and it doesn't make as much sense for Ash to be able to catch Venonat very early on in the show. Mm. And I think... Like, the more I say it out loud, the more it makes sense to me that, like, that could have influenced the decision. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, like, looking at, uh, like, the... So, like, you you can see there, the like, the original... Like, what could have potentially been the original, um, like, uh, evolution line for Caterpie. I think it would have been uh, difficult to do that kind of uh, emotional storytelling with uh, with Venomoth as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, like I, it's because of this theory, partly that I had such a kind of strong image of Butterfree in my head for the drawing, because one of the things that I like put in first and foremost was I was like, I know that uh, that uh, Butterfree's got hands, like, and that's like one of the yeah. that's like one of the arguments that they use of like, okay, why why does it go from having just feet to no to nothing to having having hands? Yeah, um, cause, and it's also the same shape, hands, eyes, and nose as Venonat. Yeah. Like, those core features are near identical. But I feel like if they wanted to, like, the same way they have, like, Diglett and Wiglet are completely different Pokemon, they just seem to have developed in the same way completely separately, this could be one of those fun things where it's just like, oh, people think that, like, Venonat and Butterfree have a common ancestor somewhere or something like that. Like, I think that would be quite a cute sort of, like, um, meta mm. theory to go over it. Yeah. Uh, backstory. I think that would be quite interesting if they if they pulled something like that in somewhere. I don't know if they will carry on with, like, um, additional explanations, additional stories for first-generation Pokemon. But, like, I would, I would you know enjoy seeing something that acknowledges the similarities because they've got the same antenna as well yeah they've just got the same everything they look so similar yeah but um, yeah no i think i i do think the um not wanting venomoth to be on ash's team idea has legs yeah um well let's hope that when we eventually get to the venonat episode uh all the Pokedex entries are full of Venonat stinks. It fucking comes. <laughs> Venonat fucking stinks. It's stinky, stinky body. <laughs> right, so should we have a look at the Dex entries? Let's do that. Okie doke. So, um, in battle, it flaps its wings at high speed to really least highly toxic dust into the air now that to me right it might just be because of what we've just come into this off of that almost makes it sound like a moth 
because like like moths have got like dust on their wings and stuff like that yeah i mean it does uh i mean it's i mean i think butterfree's signature moves are like poison powder um stun spore uh the sleep powder all of those ones the powder type of moves i think that makes sense i feel like it could easily have um either kept that over from um you know when it was supposed to be a venomoth but also like i think all of the kind of moth butterfly pokemon have this like venomoth has a very similar move set um uh dustox and beautifly have a very similar move set they all have these kind of like powder based moves that are sort of very similar mm. and i feel like it is one of those ones that sort of makes sense that they can all do a similar thing they all have that similar fight style i guess yeah yeah it's it's very um it's very in line again with uh like if we're correct about this kind of being an earlier um like the bug types being earlier in their kind of concepts and that would be why they are closer to um reality because it is um its genesis mm. was from bug from bug catching in japan that it would make sense that that these are quite true to life and probably at least early on i mean we've i mean i don't know about you but i don't i don't read these in advance but um but like it wouldn't surprise me if these feel like quite realistic at least in our kind of red yellow gold silver entries before they start to kind of become a little bit more of um, butterfree's dust can cover an entire subaru within one flap of its wings <laughs> i feel like funnily enough it so the first handful red blue yellow and stadium are quite consistent like it, it's got dust on its wings that it's got it can fly in the rain with its water repellent wings be careful not to breathe in its dust that makes sense and it also fits in with its battle style yeah um yeah. However, useful for from, any asthmatics like myself yeah from gold onwards it suddenly gets really obsessed with it collecting honey like gold says it collects honey every day it rubs honey onto the hairs on its legs to carry it back to its nest Someone please draw me a butterfree with hairy legs, please. Um, uh, and again, I think that the hairy legs thing kind of matches the Venonat to butterfree um, evolution because Venonat is hairy and Caterpie is not. Yeah. Um, so I think that does also support that sort of theory that they were supposed to be connected. Um, water repellent powder on its wings enables it to collect honey even in heavy rain. It flits from flower to flower collecting honey. It can identify distant flowers in bloom. Like, none of this is about battle or dust or anything. It's all about honey. And I don't really remember in, like, the games or the show, like, Butterfree being particularly um, centered around honey in any way. But, like, all of the Pokedex entries carry on like this. Ruby and Sapphire... Butterfree has a superior ability to search for delicious honey. It can search out, extract, and carry honey home from flowers that are blooming over six miles from its nest. Um, which, honestly, given a lot of the other Pokedex entries are like 
hard as an iron slab it can <laughs> melt boulders like six miles feels like a very realistic mm. um brag um, <laughs> uh, i mean i'm wondering if the professor that wrote these like wrote a lot of them at uh at like breakfast time and was like yeah <laughs> was like oh. oh do you know what i could really do with for my toast some honey yeah get that butter free so- over there now Diamond and Pearl go as far as not just that it does the honey, but it loves the honey of flowers. Can locate flower patches that have even tiny amounts of pollen, then back to rubbing it on its hairy legs. <laughs> Who knew butterfly was into splodging? Um, is that a thing? Well, I didn't know. That. Is, is that a thing? Don't Google it while you've got your thing on the stream. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> Oh, it loves the it loves honey water apparent powder enable it to collect honey it it loves more honey oh. wings are protected by rain repellent dust i feel like that could have been more fun to incorporate into the battle element of butterfree oh. have its wings be water resistant and have it like powerful against misty like i know yeah. it can learn some grass type moves but i think it's damage dealing ones are TM ones, which you probably wouldn't have by the time you get to Misty. But I guess if you've taught it those by the time you get to, uh, is there a water type elite four trainer? I don't know. Um, I don't remember for gen one off the top of my uh, head. I think it's okay. ice type. Yeah. Ice type. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which probably wouldn't be as good because, uh, ice is definitely better against flying type and bug type. So, I like, uh, so I feel like, yeah, if that had been, or even just incorporated into the show a little bit, like mm-hmm. when Ash fought um, Misty and used Butterfree and Staryu hit Butterfree, I feel like, I know Butterfree did shake it off pretty well, yeah. and it was like the force of the jet that had more of an impact than the fact that it was water, but I feel like if they'd shown that kind of if someone just sort of if like brock or someone had been in the background being like oh butterfree actually has like water resistant wings and like that would have been an interesting way to draw mm. that like fun fact in yeah um i like so sun sun and moon starts getting fucking way off base close examination of its large eyes reveals that each eye is composed of a myriad of tiny eyes and now I'm horrified. That's horrifying. I hate it. Thank you. Hate it. Somebody send oh, us an image <laughs> of uh, of uh, Butterfree with its eyes made out of tiny eyes. Yeah. Um, when attacked by other Pokemon, it defends itself by scattering poisonous scales and fluttering its wings. I feel like the Moon Professor was just like, bitch, this ain't dust, it's scales, but otherwise that is the same as as all of the toxic dust ones um ultra sun its wings are covered in toxic scales if it finds bird pokemon going after caterpie butterfree sprinkles its scales on them to drive them off i think that's very cute i like this one i like that it shows its relationship to its offspring yeah uh i like that it um shows a bit of like the the food chain in the Pokemon world shows a bit of its relationships to other Pokemon um, and how its battle style has kind of like evolved as an evolutionary necessity. 
Yeah, I mean, I like the Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, like both of them, because this mm-hmm. here is for the first time since the Stadium Professor, where it almost feels like this is done by like a different person. Um, yeah, like I like the fact that they, like they they feel a tiny bit pedantic. It's like they've gone. Actually, I think you'll find that the powder is its toxic scales, um, yeah. And, and, yeah. and it's like uh, it's like they've gone into like they did this. They had originally done the initial bit of like it finds bird Pokemon going after Caterpie, and these bird Pokemon are like you fucking stinky, you stinky bug, uh, and then it, <laughs> then it sprinkles its scales on them to drive them off. And then it felt like the need to like that would have done for me as a as an entry. But then it felt the need to be like actually I think you'll find that the powder is it is scales toxic scales. And I feel like what backs this up is so all of them have been like it rubs honey on its legs, uh, uh, splodging whatever that is. Right, I'm not splodging. googling it until we're off until we're off stream. But um, it's also felt the need to go uh, nectar nectar. You don't get honey from flowers. Bees make honey in hives. I think you'll find that the nectar is its favourite food, not the honey. So get yeah. on with it. Uh, and again, it, it could have just had, in fields of flowers, it has heated battles with cute fly for territory. That could have been the, like, that could have been the entry. But it felt the need to be like, nectar. Get it right, nectar. And then, and then Professor Oak has gone back to just being carefree in Let's Go Pikachu. It's like, covered in poisonous yeah. powder. Just be like, don't give a shit that they're scales, mate. Don't give a shit. I, I do like the um, cute fly detail mm-hmm. because, like, I I enjoy that. Again, it shows more relationships with other Pokemon in the environment in its natural habitat. These ones, Sun and Moon, Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, feel like someone is observing them in the environment, yeah, rather than jabbing it until its insides fall out. Um, and I like also I feel like Butterfree is uh kind of like aggressive. Mm-hmm. Like it's fighting with bird Pokemon, which I guess that makes sense because it's trying to eat as babies. It's fighting with cutie fly over nectar and flowers. And like I'm just imagining like a and like Butterfree, if we have a look at the, the stats bit, is Three foot seven and seventy pounds. As we established earlier, Sam could fuck up a butterfree. Yeah. Um but like a cutie fly is I believe like one of the smallest bug types. So why is this like, you know, like preteen sized Pokemon <laughs> starting fights with a fucking four inch big four pound um pokemon over some flowers can't you fucking learn to share butterfree you bellend yes what i want to keep an eye out for in the future now is because we already know that there's beef between the stadium professor and professor oak but um i want to now see in future if uh, if ultra sun well if the generation seven professor carries on being obnoxious I would, yeah. I think, I think that's going to be a fun one to figure out. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm quite enjoying the kind of like head canon we're we're working on of yeah. the various Pokemon professors. <laughs> yeah, they, they, and their, they and are their fuming. Ongoing rivalry. <laughs> 
Uh, well, I mean, that's that's something that you get with this podcast. Uh, feel free to uh, follow the podcast uh, through uh, through all the various ways that you can follow a podcast and uh, get us on Patreon for more heated Pokemon Professor action. Hey, I'm going to drop a, a, a link to the link tree in the chat for anyone who is not already following us on all of the places. Yes. And when we get to 500 followers, um, we're going to do our next competition. So, uh, get, mm-hmm. yeah, get follow sh- us and everything and tell all your friends to follow us too. Yeah. Um, and we're going to spend all that time looking for some like fun, interesting, like Pokemon goodies we can get together yeah. uh, for people to win. And now for a chat from our sponsor, Raid Shadow Legends. Fuck all the way off. I would never expect accept sponsorship from Raid Shadow Legends. I'm sorry, it's just not happening. It's not happening. Don't even joke, you just gave them free advertising by reminding people they exist. Oh, apologies. apologies. Um, I just felt like we'd done such a good job of promoting the podcast that that uh, that might have felt might have like sounded uh, vaguely plausible. (laughs) That's what we're going into. Right? Wouldn't that be lovely? Yeah. Wouldn't Wouldn't that be lovely? Right. Let's go. Um, Let's go into smog on. Okie doke. So. Uh, we've it's in untiered, which I don't think bodes well for it. Mm, yeah, because like, like as I think that's fair because as I was saying before, it does have good. It is a good Pokemon for figuring out how to strategize in the early stages of the game. Mm. It is not one I would necessarily expect to. Um, be on your final team because like it's decent but it's not um it's not great like it's it's stats aren't amazing really um like there's nothing that makes me think yeah this is great apart from it's decent enough move pull um but yeah i'm not surprised people aren't fighting with it yeah um i mean and again, like its stats aren't amazing. Like you can see there, yeah. like it's got some yellow and yellow and orange. But um, you know your um, your attack and defense, base attack, base defense, ain't great. And neither's the HP. And I think that if you are going to be sticking with a Butterfree, um, like how much it attacks, how much it can take, and how much HP it's got are going to be all like like really important to you. Um, yeah. But um, I'll tell you what, uh, that's something that I would not have guessed that it was bug flying type. Uh, it it is bug flying type. It's always been bug flying type. Yeah, I see. In my head, I always just imagined it as um, as um, just a bug on its own. Um, so, um, and, and I suppose that that would be like another reason to. Um, that it could get swapped out, you know, like what you said, you know, if you've got, you know, once you hit level 16 or 17, is it? If you've got a Pidgey, that's going to be going up into a Pidgeotto and it's probably going to be at that point, like it's going to start losing ground in terms of that. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering if it's got Gigantamax Butterfree on here as well, which yes, it does. I assume um, it will do because it had the Gigantamaxes for the others, didn't it? Yeah. So here it is. Um, 
and it's it's like its stats haven't gone up massively there really um, no which tier is it in it's got AG which I don't think we've had yet uh, anything goes so that's for 6v6 matches uh, which I have not because uh, I didn't play am I right in thinking that that's on Sun and Moon that they do 6v6s I have no idea yeah. no idea um, but yeah, I'm pretty sure that I missed that particular that particular game. Um, so yeah, so it would appear that it is it is used, um, but again, it's probably swapped out quite early on, which is why they're probably not bothered to mess around with its stats. So should we uh, should we give it our trubbish rating? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, let's do it. Um, what do you think? Uh, I'm thinking again based on the the uh, ratings that I've given other Pokemon. I'm gonna give this. Uh, I'm gonna give this a seven, and and the reason why is because um, so I gave a Caterpie a five and I gave a Metapod a three, and I think it is better than Caterpie, so I think it deserves mm-hmm. to be higher than a five. Um, but thinking back on the um, the. Um, ratings that I gave the starters some of the middles I think I gave a seven and I think I can't give it higher than the middles um the middle evolutions for the starters because I think that it's butterfree is very good um and you can build a team around it like what we've said but I think that once you start to hit the middle evolutions for your starters that's when this Pokemon starts to kind of fallout of your team rotation yeah definitely i think it's not one that's going to last but yeah i agree i would also give it a seven because i feel like it does deserve to be in like the higher end of the spectrum because um it's a really good pokemon to have in your early bit of the game it's really good at teaching you how like in helping you figure out how to play the game well Mm. so that you're prepared by the time that your full team finally comes together and I think it's also got a lot of those. I think it is a really memorable Pokemon because it's got a good handful of like um, big emotional story beats in the show, and it sticks with you. And like I still cry every time Ash says goodbye to Butterfree. Ah, nice. 